if you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning? This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker. As they share with you today their learning lessons from stories and their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wealthy Consultant Talks, where we have the wealthiest of them all, Mike Walker. <laughs> right, right. Let's roll with What's this. up, good? What's up, good, sir? It's 7.15 a.m. in uh, in West Coast time, and you look great. I'm, I'm bright and cheery, man. Let's do this thing. So today we're talking about uh, balancing family and business. This is especially important if you're not 17 years old. Yes. with an ad account on the internet, uh, which I think is, it's un, it's fortunate and it's unfortunate. In fact, let me just go there for a second. I was, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm just going to say it anyways. I was cracking up the other day because I saw somebody posting online productivity lessons and I went to their account and they're like 12. Let I'm like, dude, that. you don't have any idea what productivity means. So you've got a screaming child at home. You're trying to take care of clients. Your spouse is mad at you for whatever reason, just make a list. Yep. And uh, I was like, you know, I took it as an opportunity for me to be like, look, stop comparing yourself to like the software engineer who sleeps on a cot in their office in San Francisco. If you're building something the way that we're building it, you're building it to fit around a life that you want to live. You're not building your life around the business. Um, I'm assuming you agree with me on that based on what I know about you. Um, but if yep. not, feel free to share. <laughs> no, I'm not fighting you on this one, man. Um, and I think it's a huge, like, uh, you know, deep sigh of relief for a lot of people when they learn that it's okay. You know, like as soon as you unweight their shoulders on that, you just see it come off. And they're like, oh God, okay, cool. You know, I don't, I don't have to live this, you know, 24 seven grind must, you know, grind mode, hustle, whatever it is, you know, all the mantras, you know, no sleep club or whatever it's, I've lived that man. And yeah, you can do it when you're, you know, 20, but after a while, you start to realize that's not a scalable and long-term game. Yeah, 100%. Um, what have you found to be some like great practical uh, tips? Because I can I can list on some. I'm about to have my second child, me and my wife. We have a newborn baby boy that's about to be born. We have a almost four-year-old daughter. You've got a family. What are some tips that you've used in your own life for balancing life, family, and business? Yeah, man. It's... You know, it's one thing to have ideas of what works and then it's what actually works. And I think first and foremost, you need to have a strong communication. You need to have everybody on board, you know, and say, hey, you know what? I'm going into a season right now, just a heads up. Things are going to get kind of kind of spicy and it's going to be tough because we've got X objectives or whatever, you know, keep, keeping everybody on the team up to date of what you're doing, I think is a yeah. really good start for sure. Just so they know, because you can't always say, oh, you know, as an entrepreneur, most people, at least, unless you're a nine to five, you know, clock guy or a woman, you can't just say, oh, it's five o'clock. I'm done. You know, it doesn't work like that in this world. Um, not yeah. in our game, you know, so having that flexibility and just knowing that things are going to pivot and shift sometimes, I think having that communication is pretty key and just, you know, keep an updated. Sometimes there's going to be seasons of like, wow, this is cool. Let's go on vacation. And then other times, like you might not see me for a few days, you know, it's just how it is. 
Yeah, that so that's my second point. And I'll just go ahead and share that now since that was your first point is agreeing on the end goal or not doing it, you know. And so me and my wife, Lindsay, uh, when we are going into like a season that I think is going to be crazy or push, like a lot of times we'll talk about it before and we'll make sure we agree on what the outcome is. If we ever begin to disagree on the outcome or where we're trying to get to, it's usually an indicator that it's not worth the sacrifice. Because what's going to happen is we're going to come through that season of of chaos or busyness or whatever you want to call it. And we're not going to be happy with what we got in return. Everything in life tends to be a trade off, like you trade something for something else. Money, time, relationships, all of the above. And so what you're saying is super important because if you and your family are not agreeing on where you're going, the destination, then no amount of lean or give or take in the middle is going to be worth it. This is my second, my second point. Um, my first point is super simple and basic and practical. And it's just to plan a monthly schedule. I think it's amazing how many people they're like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And it's like, well, show me what you're doing. Like, well, well this is everything. It's like, no, show me what you're doing. Like, where is it in your calendar? And you look at their calendar and it's bare and it's empty and they're not really doing anything. Mm based on their calendar, right? They're letting other people dictate and determine where they are, what time they're there, what they put their focus on. When you look at a professional's calendar, you can tell that they're a professional because they treat their calendar like a professional. Everything goes in. And if it doesn't meet their end game, then it doesn't go in onto the calendar. And so me and my wife, we sit down once a month, uh, like at least once a month, sometimes more. And we go through our calendar and our schedules together and we use a shared calendar in iCloud because we're obviously smart and superior and we use Mac products. If you want to use PC, that's up to you. No judgment. <laughs> Mike's laughing at me. No, it's all good. <laughs> but like we have a shared calendar and we she'll dump stuff in there and I'll put stuff in there. And that way we're just synced up on the same page. We have a monthly schedule. Are you more of a monthly, quarterly or weekly guy or do you do all of them at different points? So I like to visit um, monthly, obviously at the top of the month and at near the end, prepping for the next, and then a weekly review. Um, pretty much every day, I want to see, okay, where am I headed at the end of the week? By the end of the week, I need to hit X, whatever X is in terms of projects, objectives, whatever. Um, and then daily, I kind of, I keep a calendar up here on, on my left side on screen that literally this screen is just my calendar. And so I, I'm always kind of working and I look at the clock and go, oh, crap. Okay, I'm already bleeding into that. So now I need to push that off and go to the next thing and, and kind of keep a regiment. Otherwise, I'll, I kind of just keep going, you know, so I need the, the color blocks to remind me of where I'm at in my day. And it's crazy. Yeah. Like I know them in my mind, but if I don't have them right in front of my face, it's, I don't know, I just have to lean on those. Yeah, we do. We teach this uh, in Modern Day Consultant. That was one of the flagship consulting programs that we have here is we teach the blocking and the color coordination um, so that people can quickly audit, you know, their life. And it's like if if you color coordinate something and it's like, wow, there's a lot of red in my calendar and red something that I don't want to do. It's like, well, yeah, you can see it now mm. how much time you're wasting by not taking control of of your calendar and, and where your time is going. This is almost like a this gets into mental model territory because I really think time and how you how you leverage time has a lot to do with where you end up when you're older. And unfortunately, people just give their time to whatever is urgent. Yeah. Uh, one of my good friends, um, Dan Martell, just released his book, 
uh, the buyback principle. And he's got inside of this book, which is fantastic, by the way, if you haven't read it, I think you'll really like it, Mike. Um, I'll check it out. I, I have a copy. I have several copies for you next time you're in town, if you'd like. Heck yeah. But Dan is a genius and he talks about the drip matrix, which is a newer, more modern version of like the Eisenhower matrix. And it's just really well done. Um, uh, but he talks about like, you know, making sure that you put your time into things that are investments uh, that are long-term and what I see happen with our clients and just friends and all over the places, people tend to default to putting their time into whatever is the most urgent or right in front of their face, which is really a form of intellectual laziness. There's two types of laziness. There's kinetic laziness, which is like, look, you just sleep all day and go to, you'd never get out of bed. Not many people are kinetically lazy. I think it's a, it's overblown. Like most people are not kinetically lazy. We, we want to be active. We want to move towards our goals. What is far more common is intellectual laziness, which comes in and convinces people to just accrue their time to whatever is in front of their face, rather than thinking deeply about where do I put my time and how do I invest the resources that I have around me and through me. And uh, the point of that is just to make sure that people are actually putting time into things that are going to pay them over the long haul, not just things that are going to pay off old debts or old mistakes, but long-term investments. Yeah. Productivity versus activity, right? Like those two things are <laughs> very different, um, but they're very easy to confuse too. Yeah. hundred percent. Talking about business and balancing business and family. The last point I have is to prioritize what matters the most. That sounds so cheesy and dumb, but I'll share a story. I was years ago, there was somebody that I looked up to and he has become a friend of mine. And uh, which is so cool, by the way, just as an aside, like when your mentors become friends, that's when you know you're like growing, you know, you're like on the right direction. Yeah. But this guy was uh, sharing a story about how his wife wanted a, um, a, a new kitchen. She wasn't happy. And it's just a, Silly story, but it emphasizes the point. His wife, by the way, made more money than he did at the time. I think it's funny that people sometimes uh, they get they fit just men in general into these weird norms. But like my wife is an entrepreneur, she'll kick my ass, dude. Like I don't really, I don't be like, here's your budget, have fun. Like she she runs her own business and she makes her own choices. And the same with this guy, but. The interesting piece is she wanted a new kitchen and he was trying to tell her not like, we don't, we don't need to pay the money right now. That's not a good investment. And she would look at him and she was like, you just spent a hundred grand to get your staff new computers and build out new offices. And yet you won't, you won't make it, a, uh, you're making me feel bad about investing into our number one place, which is our home and our house. And it struck me at the time because I was like, oh, shoot, spending a lot of money in ads, spending a lot of money in team. Am I spending money on the things that are the most important rather than the most urgent? And I think this is important to remember is like your money goes where your values go. And a lot of times people want to know, how do you balance family and business? Well, start putting your money into your family. And then, and then what you'll notice is that your, pri your, your priorities begin to shift towards your family because that's where your money's going. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts on this, but it was really helpful for me like to, to make sure I'm investing not just my time, but my money and my resources into a healthy family life, great vacations, uh, sometimes saying no to working so I can stay home with my daughter and my wife. Like those things are like, can't be separated. Yeah. Yeah. I've, 
for me, I just create rules like like an algorithm where regardless of what the quantity is, the volume of money, when we're talking spe specifically about money, it's just a, that metric, you know, it's the, the 50, 40, 10 rule, you know, 50 goes into production, spending and operations and all that. 40% goes to family and investing and all that. And then 10% savings long-term. And that same, that's just a very basic version, but even within those are individual buckets. So it literally, if it's $1 or $100,000, it doesn't matter The the equivalent breaks down. And so it's very easy to just stick true to the goal, uh, to the rules that you've set, you know? Um, so for me, when it comes to the money side of business, and like you said, dividing it up, making sure that the percentages stay consistent, that's for me, the, the best way to do it is just create rules that are standardized that never break regardless of the amount. And it makes it very easy. Like it, it's not even a decision anymore. Yep. I agree. I agree 100%. Any final parting words of wisdom before we wrap up? Uh, when it comes to family <clears throat> and work, um, God, I mean, it's such a big one, right? Um, well, you, you said something about, you know, shared vision and clarity of goals and purpose. So having some North Star KPIs for the family too, you know, like what does mm. that look like? Um, what does success look like? Having it defined, you can't hit a target if you can't see it. So defining what does a good family setup look like, having that defined, shared is probably a really good place to start if it's not already there. That's great. Love that. Love that a lot. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the blog. Uh, wealthyconsultant.com leave us a review if you feel so inclined to do so and uh, keep crushing see you guys